Hey team, this is Tyler, the host of the Freed Thinker podcast. And in this Freed Bite, I'd like to answer a question that shows up a lot in skeptical criticisms of the Bible. Okay, so this question came to me from someone who wanted to be anonymous. So we'll call him or her uh, Politus the Purple Porcupine. Okay, Uh, I never said that being anonymous would get you a cool name just a name. Okay, so Politus wanted to know what in the world is going on in 2 Kings 2, 22-24 about Elijah and the bears mauling the 42 kids. Okay, first, the, well first go read the passage. I'm trying to keep this as short as possible, so even though it's only a few verses, um, go read it and then come back. I'll wait. Okay, first, The objection is often stated as if the 42 youths were little children. Well, the Hebrew word is na'ar, and while it can mean child, its predominant lexicographical meaning is something more along the lines of a young man or youth or lad, and would refer to someone between 12 and 25 years of age. Now, while that's still a young age in our culture, Considering that the average life expectancy in ancient cultures, these young men would have been adults by any stretch of the imagination. By any definition, in ancient Israel, these would have been young men, not children. We should also point out that there was not one or two of them, but there was at least 42 of them. Think about that for a second. 42 of them were mauled by the bears. This means that even if every single young man there had been mauled, there were at least 42 of them. However, the chances are that when a bunch of bears come out and start running amok and attacking people, some of them would have escaped. So the mob would have likely been quite a bit larger. Now, and this is not just some friends hanging around playing kickball or trading baseball cards. In the ancient world, this amount of young men traveling the countryside was not a t-ball team, but a gang of brigands looking for a defenseless traveler to assault. We also have to remember that Elijah did not just stumble upon the group of toddlers praying in the park, right? They came out from the city to interrupt his travels to the city. They were coming to stop him, and we'll get to this more here in a moment. Just remember that. And by the way, Did God see fit to call the bears upon them simply because they were insulting some dude with random male pattern baldness? That seems like a strange insult, doesn't it? Well, we actually know that go up was one of the ancient ways of saying, why don't you die already? Which, when coming from an angry mob, may be more of a statement of intent rather than rhetorical flourish. And that bald head was a derogatory term applied to people even if they themselves weren't bald. 
it was an allusion to the sickly appearance of those suffering from leprosy or some other skin disease like that. Diseases that rendered someone ceremonially unclean and forever abandoned and scorned by society. Thus, in effect, these were, were um, children of the covenant of Israel who should have been taught the law of God, but were instead violent, hostile, and derogatory to the chosen prophet of God at the time. We have to remember, he was God's chosen messenger. This is kind of like an Old Testament similarity when the Pharisees, who said that Jesus may have cast out demons, but that he did it by the power of Satan rather than God. They really should have known better. Historically speaking also, this event also occurred during the period after the loss of Israel's main prophet, Elijah, that gangs of, of brigands would have attempted to exert their power unchecked by the intervention of God. This group in particular was coming out and just outside of Bethel, which was one of the main centers of worship at that time, which had now become a cultic center of calf worship, even though it was still supposed to be a major location for Yahweh worship. So they would have been harassing, robbing, beating, and probably even killing many of the people traveling to Bethel to worship God, and they'd be stealing their tithes, that is, their sin offerings to God, leaving those people not able to atone for their sin. This has led to two different thoughts on what was happening. First, that these youths would either be a threat to the religious life of Bethel, since they were willing to insult and potentially kill the very prophet of God, they would probably have had no fear of causing chaos in the religious center of Israel itself, uh, and therefore God was punishing them because they were causing such a problem to the city of Bethel, or, and what I think is more probable, that they were something like emissaries coming from Bethel meant to drive the prophet away. That is, the city that was designated to be a place where God's people could co go to be redeemed was in a state of active rebellion, sending out a violent horde to kill God's messenger before he could enter the city. In this case, God would actually be acting in judgment on the hypocrisy of the people inhabiting Bethel, and who would have been keeping true worshipers from coming to worship God in peace. In either case, this scenario is nothing like God capriciously killing 42 little doe-eyed children for just joking about male pattern baldness. What makes this passage even more meaningful to the broader narrative in which it is set is that it is literarily part of a couplet which compares the fruits of two different cities. Elisha uses the fruits of the first city in Jericho to perform a miracle of healing and restoration because the city was righteous. It was the fruit of the second city, which is the wickedness of their youth, that was the basis for Elisha's miracle of condemnation with the bears. It was a call for Israel to repent and return to God and a warning to those who did not. Like many areas, we have this couplet of blessing and cursing seen in the two different cities. And the warning of the second city was well taken. Even the wicked kings instantly came to respect Elisha as the true prophet of God following Elijah. Now, while some of you may not find these answers very compelling or you doubt the historical reliability of the biblical documents, the point is that a surface level reading of the passage is the cause of all kinds of confusion. Ancient literature is just vastly more nuanced than a lot of people give it credit for, and they just want it to be the plain meaning, 
which really is whatever we can just get out of you know a superficial reading of the English without much happening in the gray matter between our ears. So, the next time someone tells you that the that Elijah had God murder a bunch of little kids for teasing his baldness, don't fall for it. Think better than that. Think more freely. Think more freed. Well, this has been a freed bite. Good night and God bless.